Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? You know, I'm okay. I'm busy with life, as it were. I've got a sore throat. I've had a sore throat for about three days. It hasn't affected my voice. I mean, my voice is You always... sound good. You didn't do the... Uh, the the whisper week like I did, so that's a win. This is Everett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I I think I have a little bit of a well, maybe it's so, maybe I'm just self conscious. I think I have a little bit of a Kermit voice. You know, you and I had we've a, talked about this. We had a mutual so times first sergeant time. who called me Kermit as just a mean thing, right? He called people mean things. He called me Kermit, and it got into my head. So he called everyone dog booty. <laughs> Power bottom. Yeah, that was had, his favorite. You know, I I bumped into people who, uh, who were assigned under him years later, uh, and I I was like Todd so, Galindo. Shout out to Todd Galindo because I love that guy and I don't mind calling him out. Yeah, I was like, so what do you, so what do you guys think about him? And they like they just went white. I was like, yep, yeah, just what I thought. Dog booty. Yeah, he's great. It was like, what kind of names does he call you? He goes, and these two, it's these two these two soldiers, and they're like. Uh, Power Bottom is one. I was like, <laughs> "Yep, yes," <laughs> which is a reference to "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," which we will take credit for introducing him to. Yeah. We showed him the Power Bottom scene, and he was so tickled by it that that became his, I think, a term of endearment. Um, yeah, just, it was a term to, of endearment. He just for referred sure. to everyone as Power Bottoms. Have we talked? To, have we ever talked about Sergeant Major Galindo on the show? No. You know, so this guy, he's, uh, you, you know, I don't know ethnicity. I think probably Japanese with some Native American, if I had to guess. Yeah. But he's about 6'5", built like The Rock, literally. Well, like maybe l- late 90s, early 2000s, The Rock. Yeah, before The Rock got like four wide. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so huge, tattooed, you know, face scars. I mean, just like could be the bad guy or the good guy in a war movie. Um, he's the, he's certainly the guy that if you bumped to bumped into on a crowded daylight street, you would still be a little bit concerned, right? Unless you're a woman, and then you well, you know, a woman who likes that sort of thing, and then you might swoon. As my wife was like, "Who's that?" and I was like, "We're leaving. Don't look at him." <laughs> and so, sorry, Kim. Um, uh, so we we introduced that guy to the game of racquetball. So we at the Ooh. time, Tommy, our good friend Tommy, who, who you guys you know, uh, we we were all playing uh, knockout or, or suicide. What do you call that? The the three way chaos. Ca- chaos. Well, I can't remember what you call it right now. I'm there's blanking. A, there's a name. I but, like chaos. But three man, three man racquetball. We were playing that at the time. But every day after we would have our PT with first sergeant at the time, Galindo. Uh, he would say, you know, where, where are you guys going? What are you doing? Oh, we play racquetball. And he would make fun of us for racquetball n- without really even knowing what it was. And so he had one, no idea. One day he says, I want to play. Like, yeah, come on. So we we get him a racket and uh, we get him some goggles. And he says, I'm not going to wear those. And of course you're not. And we start playing racquetball. And this guy with zero skill dominated us. I think it's because of all the torque he could generate with his six foot long arms. And just physical presence. I mean, he'd hit the ball as right at you. As it was also full could. contact. I mean, I I was knocked to the floor multiple times, so many times. He dominated, and, and us, I'm not right? a big guy. I'm I'm five foot nine and a little bit of change, just a little bit. So shout out Todd if you're listening. We love you, man. We do. Dog boot. Anyway, yeah. So all sixty nine inches of me, and at the time I probably weighed one hundred and hundred sixty five, one hundred seventy <laughs> pounds. This when he when he bumped me, it was noticeable. But when he deliberately ran through me, it would lift me. From the earth. <laughs> Scary dude. So, in any event, I've got a little bit of a, a raspy throat, but I always have a raspy throat. So, Kermit, I, I get it. You don't sound like Kermit, man. I don't All know right. how many times we have to talk about it. All right. Thank you for saying so. Thank you for saying so. So, yeah. Other than that, I'm good. How are you? I don't feel like I, I asked that. You never episode. ask it because you don't care. I do. I want to know. Today, tell me, how are you? I'm well. My book reading is going well so you're at least a book or two in at i'm this point. i'm halfway through my first book i didn't get a chance to read this week it was a it was a crazy busy week but i'm halfway i mean i'm 150 pages into my first book not all of them are going to be dense biographies that are that have a lot of 1800s letters excerpts in them those are hard to read those like require 
maybe two or three readings to glean anything from him. Because who talks like that? (laughs) (laughs) My good sir. Like, come on. Like Paul's letters to the Ephesians. Like, this is a letter? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This This is 36 pages. So, going well. Obviously staying really busy. Feeling good. And Mexico is 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 almost in reach we have like we have basically one of those like you know the way kids make at school like the, the little ringlet chains to count down to christmas mm-hmm. we have one of those for when we kick our son out of a moving vehicle into my dad's front yard <laughs> and drive to the airport and go to mexico for a week drop and roll kid <clears throat> it's a car seat they're impact tested he yeah. will be fine he'll be fine yep he'll yeah. be fine you just got to undo those hooks before you get there otherwise it's a pain in the ass same can crawl back okay there's enough room in the truck that right. she can she can, I mean, I think she can almost stand up in the cab of that thing. Yeah. I'm excited about your reading progress. You probably need to le- read a little bit more if you're going to make 60. I do. Okay. But they're not all going to be long. And, and I'm, I'm getting some really great recommendations from you all. You guys are great. Thank you for all the recommendations. handful of them I've read already, but the, a good chunk of them I haven't. So well, I'm getting and some not really just, killer... Not just books, but they're recommending like... Here's here's what I use to sort of pick my books. Yeah, yeah, some of that, and I've I've really appreciated it. It's been helpful because I've never embarked on an endeavor like this before, and I think this is going to be an annual thing for me. I think I'm gonna maybe not sixty every year, but I'm gonna set a number goal at the beginning of the year and set out in a substantial amount of books, multiple a month, to reduce my TV intake. Well, you know, I think you can read a Nancy Drew book in like an afternoon too. So if you get behind, yeah, hit the Nancy Drews. Hit the bobs, uh, whip out the captain underpants. (laughs) Good, 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 good. All right. Yeah. What 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 are you wearing today? The Orient Mako. And 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 I I bring it up because Mexico related, and there's been a minor change. I put it back on the bracelet. You're vacation testing. Yes, I'm vacation testing. I'm trying to decide. I've got I think the watches that I'm going to take to Mexico lined out. And I'm trying to decide if I want to take the Mako on the bracelet or on a NATO. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple arm hair pulls, which leads me to think that I'm going to take it on a NATO, but still bring the bracelet. Because worst case scenario, how much how much room is a bracelet really going to take up in my luggage? None. I mean, you can slide into that into your new watch roll. Yeah, because I'm I, I'm prototyping watch rolls. I got a yard of like a vinyl-y faux leather. And a yard of felt. V2 is done. There's still some changes I want to make. And also just some some lack of skill to work on. Just to knock some of the rust off. I haven't used a sewing machine in a very long time. Yeah. So sewing perfectly straight lines. And I got... So it's a brown leather and red felt. And I'm using red thread. So when it's not straight, it's noticeable. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit... Yeah. It's a little rough. But I'm getting there. So we're through V2. And I think when I exhaust that full yard, I probably have like seven more iterations before the whole, like both yards are exhausted and then I'll just buy one. Um, but <laughs> it was something I wanted to take on because how hard is it to make a watch roll? Harder uh, no, than I thought. It, yeah. But, but functionally you're not doing a, a lot of complicated stitches. Or no. And, and functionally they're, they're just fine. They're just not quite what I want. And really the, the tricky part is, is finishing the edges the way that I want, making sure that the, that I'm getting clean, uncut edges exposed that are rolled over, that are nicely uh, nicely fixed to the felt, good clean seams. And it's just, it's it's a learning process because I've never made one of these before. I probably could have found a pattern, but maybe not. It's better to make your own, I think. Yeah, so I'm experimenting with that. So main topic, shall we? I think so. I mean, we could talk about other things. But yeah, then we're ready for it. We're ready. I'm we're ready. ready for it. Well, no, hang on. So... In the midst of my vacation testing my watch, I'm still having trouble deciding. I do know that I'm going to bring the SSB031 on a bracelet, mm-hmm. so maybe I don't need it. But I'm also going to bring the Bambino just in case, like, we go to dinner and I want to wear something that isn't a diver or a chrono, like, just in case. It might not even come out. But I want a, I want a good watch that I can spend the entire day in the swim-up bar wearing and not worry about it. Which is why I was I was kind of wavering away from the, the NATO just because it's going to stay a little bit wet and damp on my wrist, and mm-hmm. that's not going to be especially comfortable. But you could just bring a second NATO. I could do that. Maybe maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll pool NATO and a not pool NATO, and then they'll switch. And NATO takes no time at all to dry out. No, not, not, not much. They wear dry pretty quickly. 
So anyway, it's back on the bracelet. I I do like this bracelet, but it's a it it's got some arm hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an issue. It's, it's taken some casual like taken some some not hostages because they're certainly not giving them back. <laughs> Release the arm hairs. Yeah, no, it's it's whatever though. But I, and I like it on the bracelet. It looks good. I'm I'm strongly considering just bringing my emperor diaper. That's like, a bold move. Solo watching it. Have it, you worn it every day since I last saw you? No, no. I mean, I've got too much new shit to wear right now. I've got the Dan Henry that I, I keep going back to. I've got you know, um, the SNK for whatever reason has been calling my name. And the Sarb on that on that toxic shiznit. I've been wearing mm. the Sarb a lot. I've been wearing the Sarb on the bracelet and the toxic shiznit. You know, the, the Sarb. I don't know. It's in a really precarious position for me in my collection because it looks amazing on the oyster, and I think it's meant to be on the oyster. It's a sport watch. It lives on the oyster, and it's supposed to be there. But then I take it off the oyster, and I put it on anything else, and I'm like, oh, yeah. What's up, girl? Oh, yeah. It's such a strap monster. And for having such a great natural fit on a bracelet to also be a strap monster, and I want to wear it on everything I have. You know what you could do? Talk to me. You've got a couple options here, and I'll lay them out for you. (laughs) Number one, you can buy a couple more. Yeah. Number two, to just completely alleviate the issue, you just give it to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, these are. I'll have to take. I'll take that under consideration for sure. Both yeah. options, and they're viable. They're yeah. they're completely reasonable. Yeah. Both will solve the problem that you clearly face. <laughs> One of them will bring me a lot more joy than it'll bring you, but both will bring you joy. You, you know, I do want to buy an O three three before they get outrageous they might already be at, at sort of peak cost right now i think they're 500 or so dollars right now um i would love to have an 033 I, i'm not sure there's room in my collection for an 033 but there's uh, there's just so few other options that fit that bill it would be really hard for me to justify the same watch in different in different, different colors ways yeah. yeah well i'll tell you that there's almost nothing like the sarb in terms of how well it wears, because it's it, in the olden days, it was cheap, right? To uh, yeah, three hundred fifty bucks, three hundred to three hundred fifty bucks, so it was cheap, and you, you know the level of quality and, and the overall feel that you get, just you can't get anything else like this for that price. It's more expensive now, and so I think that's a little less compelling. Um, and, and certainly, there's an Ori- there's the Orient Star Classic, mm-hmm. which does really similar things. There are a few options from. Tiso, I think, mm-hmm. uh, makes some similar stuff. So I know that if I want to branch out, there's other things. But I don't, I don't, I don't like any of those watches as much as I like the Sarb. Yeah, that's yeah. I th- I think I have to amend my statement, my good sir, just briefly. Okay. And say that I could justify having the F91 in every colorway. Oh well, yeah. It, did I send you that picture? Of, yep. There were some different color F91s. Yeah, the green, the black, and the silver. Had you ever seen those? Yeah, I've never seen them. The green, I was like, what? I love the green. I got the silver because I, 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 I just, I wanted the silver at the time. And now I want the green and the black. And I, I want them all. I just, I want to go to Walmart and I would put my arm out on the shelf and I just want to scoop them all into the cart and go and check out with 50 watches for like $36. Like a, like a cheat code on Pokemon. Yeah. I get it. I get it. We can't have them all. No. We can't. I, I mean, you actually could have them all. Ninety for, for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you you could easily have them all. All right. Well, are, are did you get it out? Yeah, are it's we, out. Are I'm, we ready? I'm, I'm free and I'm ready to go. Main ready topic. to give them what they're here for. They've been waiting. They don't know what it is. How could they? They certainly haven't seen it anywhere. We need to tell. They them what definitely it is. not seen it anywhere. It's the anticipation. <clears throat> Let it build. Yeah. Build. No. Build. Crescendo. <laughs> Atomic watches We're today. Atomic watches. I suggested this topic because I uh, was just recently uh, re-exposed to the idea of atomic watches and got really excited about it, and then almost immediately really disappointed about it because almost <laughs> no one makes this super cool technology. Yeah, there's Casio does them. Casio does a lot. A lot. Citizen does a couple. I mean. Uh, they do a couple, a few, maybe. Yeah, no, Citizen does a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seiko's got a couple. Uh, 
Junghaus, Junghans, Jungens. Junghans, I think. Yeah, it's German, yeah. A couple iterations, but really just one line. Um, a couple others, but for the most part, there, there's not, there, it's, they're not out there. And I don't get why, because it's such a cool technology. I want more of them. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's funny because it's, the technology is such that it, it makes quite literally the most accurate watch in the world. But, but meanwhile, we're in a hobby that prizes anachronistic, inaccurate technology. So I, I think that it's a weird spot, right? You, you know, I think there's a market for high, acu- high accuracy quartz movements. Those really sort of very, very accurate quartz movements that are very minimal movement in X amount of time. There's a market for high accuracy automatic or mechanical type movements. Certainly the spring drive uh, is incredible technology and people want that. I don't know that I see that there's a market here. Why wouldn't you want something that daily syncs to the most accurate clock on the planet Earth? And, and, And to caveat my comment that there's no market, of course there's a market, right? There is certainly a market. I just don't know that it's a very big market. I'm not sure why. I feel like it should be a big market. And, I feel like people should get so excited about this technology because I listened to this dude much smarter than I talking about atomic watches. I listened to a lot of guys talking about atomic watches when I was researching or atomic clocks. Well, so yeah, let's clarify the technology. An atomic watch is not in and of itself atomic, except for that one Kickstarter atomic watch that you actually the whole thing fits on your wrist. It's like a 56 millimeter bar. Did you look at that? You wear it on your thigh, I think. <laughs> Is that right? I, I mean, I don't know where else I could store 56 millimeters of watch. I mean, it's just like a bar that you wear on your wrist. Anyway, I, I don't know. It was a Kickstarter. I don't know if it ever, if those ever got released. I think it's been several years now at this point. But by and large, these watches aren't atomic in and of themselves. No. And they probably shouldn't be for safety's sake. <laughs> uh, but they are, they, they are radio controlled uh or satellite in some instances uh, oftentimes satellite yeah um and they're syncing back to the atomic clocks that are either sending information to the satellites that are gps powered or using low frequency low wave low frequency low frequency yeah, radio, radio waves to send data to these watches and these radio waves are being emitted by these atomic clocks that are losing about a second every 138 million years. So you know, you've researched a little bit about these atomic clocks. So tell, tell I haven't, and I, I wonder if maybe some of our listeners haven't. Tell, tell me what an atomic clock is. I'm going to explain it the best I can, because I'm not an especially smart man. You're smart. You're not a scientist, but, though. Okay, well, fair. Fair point. I'm not a scientist. If what I say is wrong, and it probably won't be 100% right, I recommend just watching one of the three to five minute YouTube videos on how these things work. Basically, the gist of it is it's a quartz timekeeping watch, right? So quartz gets its uh, electrical impulse and it it, it vibrates, right? It, it creates that frequency. Vibrates the crystal or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so it, it, it vibrates the crystal. This electronic pulse travels through the quartz, creates the frequency vibration travels through the circuit uh has cesium 133 atoms applied to it and then somehow this is where it gets tough for me to understand (laughs) it splits the energy into like high energy and low energy dots on the screen that i watched (laughs) so the red dots go down they get thrown away and the yellow dots keep going this uh towards like another towards another magnet through a magnet and that magnet gets a charge when the when the uh system senses that the quartz frequency uh, the, the quartz resonation is starting to slow and then those uh those yellow balls pass through the magnet generate an electrical charge that then zaps the quartz again to maintain its frequency self-regulate so it's a self-adjusting closed feedback loop it is absolutely fascinating i mean and it's a necessity i mean the, the way satellites work the way gps works that close to timekeeping is an absolute necessity but it's such a simple solution to an extraordinarily complex problem so how accurate are we talking about plus or minus a second a day plus or minus a second for every 138 million years <laughs> over crazy. 100 million years and and you can get that 
in a $30 wave scepter. Not not the not the yellow dots or the red dots, but you can get that time sent to you over publicly available radio waves. Air. Just the air you the breathe. Air. We're breathing atomic clock <laughs> energy probably currently. I don't know what time it is. So so caveat to, to Andrew's explanation. Again, he's no scientist. I don't think we're breathing atomic radio waves, but we may be. I hope we're not, for your and my sake. We Whatever. probably are, actually. How could we not be? I'm feeling sick. <laughs> That's your sore throat, because <laughs> we were focusing on atomic watches this week. Ah, now I get it. So... Uh, that's the technology, right? We've given a full summary and everybody should know exactly how it works. Exactly. Now we're all experts. We can go make one in our backyard. <laughs> uh, so 1990, Young Hens, the German company, comes out with the first atomic watch, the Mega One. Mega One, which A, is a very cool name for a watch. Yeah. And B, it's a really good looking watch. It's a it's a cool looking watch. Like very, even if it were released today, like a very modern feel to it. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of these, like, uh, Girogaro Seiko type watches. Yeah. With a little bit of a Texas Instruments feel, too. It's sort of like the digital cousin to the the Ridley watch. Yeah. with Made by Texas Instruments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe it's just that lo- logo at the bottom looks like a tex- Texas Instruments It does. It looks like a, yeah. But it's cool. It, you know, really simple digital readout no frills but yeah it's it's not a typical watch shape i like it i want to get one even though now this watch so the interesting thing about this this is a single band atomic watch which means that it was designed to sync with the atomic clock in germany i think frankfurt at the time and maybe there's still an atomic clock i don't know i'm not super clear about germany's atomic clock system i think it's a different clock than the current german uh i think it's a different clock than is currently in use in germany i might be wrong about that but i think it might be so but it only synced with that one so now it just keeps quartz time yeah maybe and and certainly if you had in the united states it would just be a quartz watch Mm -hmm. a cool quartz watch that could theoretically piece of history for sure that's right but it's not going to be practical to use if you if you got on ebay and picked one of these up and brought it to the united states it's not going to sync the way an original young hands mega one is not going to sync to the fort collins clock in in colorado i mean i'm intrigued about how they about the the technology that's used to decrypt the atomic watch or the atomic clock frequencies that are sent out that that make something single or multi-band you know i think it's got to do with the the type of signal the type of radio signal that's in use and so you know if unless you could get all the all the the countries to agree this is the frequency we're going to use i I think that you would have some limitations there we've agreed Um, on far more complicated and and more impactful things yeah well that that's right that that is right i I don't know i mean that's my understanding though but it doesn't matter anyway no because now everybody use is everybody's using multiband so yeah good segue or gps or GPS, that's right. So good segue, 1993, Citizen releases the first multi-band atomic watch. And it didn't sync to the United States clock, but it synced, I think, China, Japan, and Germany, or th- three different clocks, but, mm-hmm. but not the United States. Uh, so they released their multi-band watch, and I know we've both at this point looked at this watch. It is a really incredible looking watch, because yeah. in st- they, they were struggling, what I understand is they were struggling with getting feedback, getting the signal through the metal watch case. And so they just put the antenna right smack dab down the center, bisecting the dial. Yeah, it's a really unique watch. It almost looks like a compass that's closed, right? Like it's got that, like that one single, like the lensatic piece of wire through the center of it. But it's, it looks, I mean, it's a copper coil. It's a radio antenna in there. And then it kind of, like it kind of has that feel almost of like the, the, Accutrons that had the had no dial on it, where you're getting to see the technology that's powering your watch, and I I think that's super cool. And and pragmatic here versus the the Bulova is just hey look at what we did. This is a pragmatic reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I love it, it, you know, but certainly it's interesting, and certainly it's a, a gadget folks love to show. And another off. another stepping stone in the story of atomic synced radio controlled whatever you want to call them watches that draw their time from a centralized timing device and so after that after citizen in 1993 releases this multi-band the first multi-band it this the technology almost becomes uh pedestrian right citizen gets really good at it casio obviously as we've discussed gets really good at it. young hands continues to develop which 
kind of a weird company to have this. Right. It doesn't seem like it fits. You, you know, you've got Casio Citizen, uh, Seiko are all developing. Which all makes sense. Right. <laughs> it makes sense in the way they develop watches and then yeah. hands. Like we've we've got the Max Bill, and then the, we've got the, the one of the most simple watches. We have that's the ever Mega made. One, yeah, and then we've got the Mega One. So you know, and obviously we're 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 being reductive here. Youngins makes a lot of really cool watches, but it just doesn't fit immediately to me. So so yeah, uh, the, these companies are all developing the technology. Seiko in twenty twelve makes the next, I think, maybe the final huge leap in atomic watches maybe not the final the most recent huge leap yeah maybe that's right that's right uh when they released their astron which had gps technology incorporated so prior to 2012 by and large these atomic watches when you're wearing them you would have to tell it that you're in a different place Mm -hmm. so by manually changing your time zone or whatever because it just picks up the signal no matter where you're at and if you say I'm in central time zone or I'm in mountain time zone, it's going to tell you what time it is there. But if you cross the border across the time zone border, it's not going to automatically change. Seiko changes that with their Astron mm-hmm. that also has a GPS sync. So it says, and it is... here I am, and here's what time it is based on the Fort Collins or or the... Wherever sh- you are in the you know. world. That's right. That's right. Cool. It, it's so cool. And it... Again, as as a watch that is, you would never look at it and say, "Oh, you're that's that's getting powered, or it's getting its timekeeping from satellites." It just looks like a cool Seiko. And now, is Seiko the first Seiko is not the first one that that started communicating with satellites, right? There were watches before that, I think. I don't know, actually, because right, there's two different. We've, we 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 brushed across this earlier, but you know, really, there are two main ways these watches are communicating with the atomic clock, and mm-hmm. one of those is via radio. One of those is via satellite. It was unclear to me in my research when satellite communications became a thing, but some of them still just use the radio signals, mm-hmm. which is still perfectly effective. You just have to change the time. You know, the other thing I remember hearing about about this at some point was that at some point they're, they're going to stop broadcasting the atomic clock time. Have you heard that? No. Why would they stop that? Then we're going to lose this technology. It, it, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure. And I don't know if that was rumor or if that's substantiated. And I looked into it for just a second. And I was like, I don't really care. So I stopped. But that's something maybe to think about, too. And I don't know if that's... I don't know. I mean, I guess they could, right? Because they can do whatever they want. They, they own the, the technology. But there are so many companies that make alarm clocks or desk clocks or or non-wrist watches that get the updates from the atomic clocks well i i think we picked some watches for these folks as we do as that's our tradition you you know the the goal of this is not to be comprehensive the goal of this is to sort of give you guys some ideas you know we're gonna miss some stuff that you guys are gonna love i we're not gonna pick an astron i don't think we're gonna pick an edifice watch nope um you know there's, so there's going to be some watches we're definitely not going to pick a young hands there's going to be some watches that you guys are are like you need to check this out we love that feedback but don't if we didn't pick your favorite don't feel offended we're we're, we're sort of limited in time and space here so and we picked watches that we'd like to own well i picked, I, us, picked yeah. I picked watches that i'd like to own me too. So my first, I'm going to go first because once again, I've I've cheated. You know, it's like sort of how I roll. Big shock there. Casio G-Shock 5610-1 Tough Solar. Now this is the 5600 that everybody knows and loves. Um, but this is the upgraded version, I'd call it, with the Tough Solar. And, and you probably have seen this before. Uh, it, it's got a red inner ring on the on the dial face and and sort of a purple solar panel just inside of that in between that red and the led uh this is i mean for all intents and purposes a 5600 with with better technology it's more expensive right so this comes in closer to 90 9268 right here but between 90 and 100 is where i see this thing sit so you're paying twice maybe a little bit more than twice for what you'd pay for a run-of-the-mill 5600 but Tough solar, so it's totally solar powered. And Casio's multi-band six, and the six stands for the six different atomic clocks that this thing will sync. And there's two in Japan, one in China, one in England, one in Germany, and then the one in Fort Collins. Is that six? That's six. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, So all of Africa is going to be off the atomic sync. All of South America is going to be off the atomic sync. Several islands are going to be 
uh, you, you know, this Pacific Islands. I'm not. I don't think that they're going to get hit by Japan, but maybe some of them will. Um, so yeah, some have to. So, so there, there's some gaps in this technology, and, and and I don't know if that's because there's no atomic clock in South America or Africa, um, or or it's just they're they're not prominent enough to have been featured in Casio's design plan here. But it seems to me like those are the six that sort of get the nod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where their their the major population densities are. Yeah, that makes sense. I think there are also chunks of Eastern Europe that that might be hit or miss. I think hit or miss was the term you used earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but with that said, if it doesn't sink, you're not fucked because you still just have a quartz module that's going to be very, very, very accurate. And you're still rocking the, the G-Shock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so, you, you know, if it's not, I, gosh, I gotta say, I was a little frustrated in reading some of these Watch You Seek forums or or what or you know forums people talking about s- frustrations with sync you know oh my watch hasn't synced in two days well dummy it's a quartz module and you're fine you could go two years and not sync and not be more than a, a second or two off you know or maybe a little bit more than that i don't know but uh you, you know people are so weird watch people are weird why do we take this thing so seriously for funsies. For funsies. People take it so seriously. If we were taking it that seriously, we'd all be getting atomic Like I recommend watches. you put it on your windowsill at night, face out. I don't know. I don't mean to make fun, but jeez. Come on. It's, it's going to sink. It's eventually going to sink. And don't if, worry about and it. And if it does, what have you, have you lost six seconds? So we don't need to say anything more about the 5600 because everything that has ever been, every, anything that's ever needed to be said about the 5600 has been said over and over. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's simple. It's awesome. I do think I'm going to buy one of these if I can find it in white. That's I, my stipulation. I hope you can find it in white. It, it probably wouldn't be that hard to drop it into a white 5600 case. Though. Like do the mod myself. Yeah. So buy this and buy a white 5600 case and just swap it back and forth. Yeah. I'll need to look into that because I don't know if it'll work. But that would be, for me, that would be, I think, the way I'd want to go here. I've always wanted a white 5600, you know, the... Yeah, because they look cool. They, they look cool. And the 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 godfather of, one. of G-Shock wears a white 5600, and I want to be like him. Who doesn't? Right. Right. So that's my first watch. I don't... We need. We don't need to beat it into the ground. I don't need to give you specs or anything else. Then we'll move on. Moving on. We're going under the Casio Wave Scepter uh, WV59DA-1AV, coming in at uh, 60 dollars on amazon yeah very world timer feel to it but just a little bit updated super 90s uh not not square more rectangular mm-hmm. very classic digital watch and i think i think one of the things that turns a lot of people off from digital watches is that the i, th- I think the general perception of a digital watch is the g-shock or the iron man or these utilitarian tactical mm-hmm bricks that live on your wrist that when you strap it on you just go and you put in a a dip on both sides of your mouth everything you wear has velcro on it and that's not that dip on both sides who hasn't yeah man it's one of my favorites uh who hasn't but this is not that watch what i what i wish they would have done a better job is i wish they would have added a little bit more water resistance it's only got 50 meters on this but this is a very simple very legible utility digital watch that still has that that world timer feel but doesn't carry with it the the geardo tactical feel that a lot of people get from digital watches you you know a couple things i like about this watch one i like the extraneous satellite led in the lower right hand. it's one of the only ones that you get a true reminder of the fact that this bitch is getting powered (laughs) by an atomic clock (laughs) why 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 the picture is the led I, i mean I'm sure maybe there's maybe it's a function to it. I don't know. It's like I it, have synced or it, I am it syncing. It probably lets you know that you have sufficient signal to be syncing. In my mind, it's just there to say I I connect. I talk to satellites. I may not be talking to a satellite right now, but I do. What's the difference since than that in an exhibition case back or no, a skeleton? There's, well, there's a lot of difference, but no. <laughs> it's just showing off its power. I, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, it doesn't let you see the module. That's the difference. It's just a picture to, to remind you of what it's doing. It's like a, it's like a pictogram on a on a men's room door. I love this watch. I'm not. I'm. 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 I am not giving it true criticism. It's an affectionate criticism. I, I wasn't. My silence wasn't hurt. My silence was trying to imagine 
a dial of a watch that was made to look like a movement <laughs> right just to remind you that it's a mechanical yeah. movement yeah that was made to look like a movement not a not a, not a skeleton like but the like... silhouette of a rotor <laughs> at six o'clock <laughs> micros we're talking to you yeah i was imagining that chris vale nth if you're listening next watch should have a silhouette of a rotor at six o'clock yeah. yeah or just or just design a dial that looks like a movement and mm-hmm. people will look at it and be like it's telling time but that it's not moving <laughs> same on the case same on the case back etched glass of a movement just a picture (laughs) you know what you could do is you could get like an snk and uh or or, you know something like that and and just like like mod podge a uh a picture of a movement on top of it i'm doing it that's my next mod so this is cool how big how big is this uh relatively small you Uh, know i i picked probably the worst website possible you you really did i know i'm sorry i'm sorry billy bob (laughs) <laughs> shut your mouth if you're talking to me hillbilly oh there we go i should have just gone to the amazon website in the beginning so 38.3 millimeters but but it's square slash rectangular case so it's going to wear bigger than that 38 would indicate i think and the lug to lug uh 39 i, I can that be true it's a rectangle one of those dimensions is off yeah I don't know, but that's still even. I mean, the world timer doesn't doesn't wear all that big. This is a this is a pretty similar feel to the world timer, um, and I, I dig it on that bracelet. It, you know, I think I I think the size is going to be wearable for anybody. That's mm-hmm. that's my guess. I don't think size is a problem here. No, no, I don't think so. And I think this would fit in in, in a lot of environments that you're going into. You know, we were talking about I see this. this. I see like medical professionals wearing the shit out of this watch. Oh, interesting. Why? I don't know. That just in my head when I see that watch, I imagine seeing, doctor. I imagine seeing a doctor or a nurse looking at it when they're examining me. Maybe like a, like an adventure doctor, like someone treating people in a in austere conditions or something. Maybe, or maybe just someone who's going to leave the hospital and go home and be tired. I don't know. It, okay. it, <laughs> And now this says multiband five. I don't. I I didn't look into yet which which one they don't include. I think and, it's no, no China because I think that the the frequency or there's something about the China signal that's different. Hmm. Yeah. So I think the multiband fives are usually the Europe, U.S., Japan um, stations. Well, it'll work here. It'll that's work what here. I was concerned about, and it I like. Will it. not work in the Hainan province province of china or maybe anywhere else in china i'm cool with that i probably won't go there and it won't have anything to do with my watch so um we were talking about this earlier but if you did pick this up because you're thinking about it right uh yeah this is this is a potential purchase do you do you still need the world time if you get this yeah i think everyone needs a world time i don't think this (laughs) fills that void and i think the reason it doesn't is because it doesn't have it, it obviously doesn't have the same feel as the world timer it feels 10, 15 years newer than the world timer, but it's also adding a new technology. I could have, if, if the SNK came in a quartz model, I could justify to myself having the SAK in quartz and the SNK mechanical movement. I think if these are both, and so this is a world time watch. I don't know if we've said that. I think if these are both $1,000 watches, you definitely only get one. Yeah, but they're not $1,000 watches. That's right. That's right. They're, 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 how much is the world time 40 ish 28 i think yeah. i paid for it so for for a hundred bucks you can get both of these so maybe that's the justification like why not have both of them yeah or maybe you get one in black and one in silver sure um and i i really do dig the bracelet on on this one i like the the world timer bracelet it's pretty okay yeah uh once you destroy the links you're removing uh that thing is not ever going to get resized bigger than it is now uh this is kind of a flat i i i'd be interested to see how the links remove from it this yeah this might get picked up you, you know when you when you first got that world time uh i don't think you i don't think you loved the bracelet and we met with we met with xander our sort of local one of our local uh, friends of the show here, I guess, and we were both like, "Dude, that wa- that bracelet's killer." I I still it's it's okay. It just fits. It fits the watch so well. It I does, think. and it fits it because of the way the the case is shaped. A NATO doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, 
Uh, it's almost an integrated bracelet that makes the anything else other than the than the the natural bracelet feel too narrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll, we'll move on from this watch because I don't want to say anything else about it. Uh, but I'm looking at this picture on Amazon, which I think is a little bit more detailed picture than that other one we're looking at. I am almost positive that that satellite dish is applied and not actually an LED. I don't think it tells you a damn thing. I think it's just an application. I mean, the other world timers have 10-year battery on it, so this has just got a satellite on it. Moving on. <laughs> so I think this is the first of two citizens, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. But I've picked my net for my second watch, my second of cheating three. I've picked the Citizen Skyhawk. This is the Skyhawk AT. AT. Uh, and, and I understand that you came across this one in your I research. I saw it and didn't pick it because I had a tingling sensation inside of me that suggests the same way you didn't pick the wave scepter, right. I had a tingling <laughs> sensation that you would be picking this watch. And I did. And I did. Uh, so I, I, I really like this watch. I'll say just right off the get, it's kind of expensive. It's also kind of big. It's also kind of big. So 48 millimeters, 650 bucks. However, bring it back, bring it back. I'll reel you guys back in. Because six, I hear 48 millimeters, 650 bucks, and I'm going to walk away. So stick with me. It's an Anadigi. Cool. It's a slide rule. Yep. So your soft-boiled eggs are going to be perfect every time. For 138 million years. Once you figure out how to use the slide rule, it's going to be perfect every time. It's got a great bracelet. It looks like a watch to me. Some of these don't look like watches. And I mean that in... in the the sense of you you know I, I i look at watch when i look at watches i have a certain image in my head the wave scepter to wave scepter and even the g-shock to me really don't fit into that mold it's probably part of the reason i've never gotten a g-shock is because it's like yeah that's something specific and i don't want that that's not a watch mm-hmm. to me this looks like a watch minus being enormous a planetoid yeah uh but it but it it really it 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 ticks off every other sort of I'm a watch uh, box, you, you know, very, very, very crowded dial. There's a lot happening. And I don't know that this has the same amount of functionality in the dial as, say, the the Nighthawk that mm-hmm. has a busy but also really functional dial. I think this, it's, is, this little... is more function, less legibility. Yeah, there's a there's so much happening on that that it just kind of looks like they threw functionality on the dial and said, "Here, we got it." Right, it's like the entire gauge cluster of a of a jet airplane smashed into forty eight millimeters, smashed into a forty eight millimeter disc. Beautiful, and and I'd love to have one. I'm not sure. I'd, I'm not sure I'd cop for one at six fifty. I, I I would. It's certainly in the realm of possibility for me. I'm giving it a, a good close look. Those those white hands. I think make the time legible again and a digit. So you're going to have a physical analog readout of the time always available to you. And and there is good contrast there. Yeah. Um, even with that busy, busy dial. I think it would be a less busy dial if it wasn't a slide rule because so much space gets eaten by that slide rule. Well, and it's just so it, it's like overwhelming. You look at it, you're just oh, there's numbers everywhere. And I can do anything with you. <laughs> And even in the midst of how busy it is, they still found a way to get a nice Citizen EcoDrive branding. Why? Why did they do that? They maybe couldn't have thought up anything else to go on this dial. Yeah. And and maybe there's a symmetry thing happening there. But very cool. Kind of quirky, right? Kind of quirky. I do think there's something to be said for this technology, though. I mean, if you really want a watch that's going to do it all, I imagine, and I say imagine because I don't really know, then the learning curve on these is huge. But feature-wise, and your ability to do things, uh, this is not the most capable watch I've picked today, but but it's pretty capable, and it's probably has a, a little bit extra from the Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Not as cool a watch, not as wearable a watch. No, no, definitely not as wearable. This is, this is to me, having a, a 2,000-meter dive watch with a helium release valve and all the other bells and whistles with it. These are these are so far beyond my ever needing. It 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 has passed from cool onto yeah, I don't need that. Okay. Here's what I do need though. Tell me. The Citizen World Perpetual AT World Time in specifically the blue dial because look at the metallic pinstriping on that dial. Yeah, it, it's a it's a killer watch, and this mm. is the one watch we've picked today that that is 
passable as just a watch. You would never know that it's world time or mm-hmm. that it's uh, not world time, uh, radio controlled mm-hmm. or, or atomic watch or atomic clock powered. And it's only because it doesn't scream it. It doesn't. It it kind of it it kind of feels like the like the cocktail hour. Cocktail time. Talk, yeah, the cocktail. Well, it feels like cocktail hour because we're drinking beer. But it, it kind of feels like the cocktail time. Just that like very simple. You mean elegant, just in terms of the the dial? Yeah, the dial. I mean, and just in just an elegant watch. In the 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 little detail of the date disc being the same color. Yep. as the dial yeah, so the only blue data yeah. the only change is that you're looking at the white numbers the uh the is that airport markings i've never i haven't i think it's airport gosh like so yeah it's airports. got this left uh, cut out which I'm, I'm not sure what that is no, no around the around the bezel on oh. the on the inside of it oh yeah so these are cities so it's for the world timer yeah so that's it's it's got the the really simple almost i don't a lot of watches have it i think this is really well executed for it it's super subtle, but when you're looking at the watch, it, you're you're definitely not gonna miss it. Really simple, elegant markers. This fits to me as a as a dress watch, and with what 100 meters of water resistance. 100 meters, yep. This is the, also the kind of watch that you could wear this every single day, and at 269 dollars, 239, 239 dollars, and that's on Joma Shop. You're this is this is a killer watch with that with the H link integrated bracelet. Yeah, certainly not a certainly not a dress watch, not a purpose dress watch, but it, it's got that it, it's got a good size, 42 millimeters, 10 millimeters thick. I mean, it's going to so thin. That's right. I mean, you're going to be able to wear this. Uh, you're going to be able to wear this. It's a it's versatile. That's the right right word for it. Do you think that's the a force sink button? That depression on the side. Mm-hmm. No, no, uh, below it, oh. like below the crown. Do you think that's a that's to force a sink? No, I think it's for whatever this. Um, there's an on off, and I'm not sure if that's an alarm. There's there's some feature here. This is your watch. You're supposed to tell me. I don't know. It says five MT. Um, I want. I want to get an analog, uh, atomic powered or atomic synced watch and s- change the time and just sit and watch it until the hands cycle back to the proper time. Mm-hmm. I I would. I'd spend hours staring at my watch. I'd miss. I'd miss set it every day, and <laughs> just just, so just watch it. Just sink. watch it sink back. You know, I think that would be fine. I, I'm just not sure you know when it's going to sink or whatever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that that pusher is for w- whatever that on-off function is, which I think one of us should know, but neither one of us does. And, and so we're just not. But but feel free to Google and tell us. Or or I'll Google and learn about it because this, this might have just made my short list of... 2019 acquisition the price is good and, and you know i do love that integrated bracelet folks are, are kind of hard on integrated bracelets because it, it it does limit the versatility uh you, you know this you're not going to be able to really you're not going to be able to put a pass-through strap on here for sure um no and and with an integrated bracelet any strap that's not purposefully designed for that watch it just it looks weird yeah well yeah and that's and that's the point i think so but i will say well integrated it's it's calling out a little bit of uh royal oak apro uh in in my mind that the way that angles down into the bracelet and that h link i I really like it yeah that that angle is is super super well executed super this is a this is an attractive watch and i've never seen it before It, it definitely flies under the radar yeah but i'm i dig it i, I might get it this year ego drive world time so you know solar powered yeah no i mean it's gonna it's 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 really cool gmt obviously yeah very very neat anything else you want to say about it if you have one you want to send it to me for freeze do it (laughs) we do actually have some folks that are going to send us watches just to sort of play with play with talk about you guys are awesome i mean seriously super duper awesome uh we're gonna be super excited to get these watches we're going to be, I think, probably both of us a little bit on edge about... Oh, so careful. I'm going to walk around with my right hand, like like in a sling. I think I might get some gaffer tape or something to put over the buckle. Just eat. I just don't want to be adding to... Yeah. You know, this... I've been wearing this Emperor Diver now for a couple of weeks, and the, the buckle's already thrashed. Yeah. So I, I, I might get some, some gaffer tape or something just to throw over that, just so I'm not contributing you know i know i'm gonna scratch that so i'm feeling i I feel a little anxiety people have trusted us and now we need to be respectful but so so the good news is there's gonna be some watches coming through and we're gonna talk about them and some from people and some from some watch companies that you'll have heard of and it's exciting and it's fun and and we're excited to tell you about these watches i think some of these folks 
would like to get our opinions and and have us share our opinions with you. Other folks are just like, I want you to check out my watch because I love it and I think you'll like it. Yeah. That's so cool. This community. I, that's, that's as, as much as I frequently read watch forums and go, gosh, I hate watch people. <laughs> this is the other side of the coin where I just, I love the passion to share the passion with each other. And I appreciate it. And we'll come to appreciate it more. So my third watch. Ready. I think this is maybe the mother of all watches. I, I think you're right. So... Casio Pro Trek. This is a multi-band six, radio-controlled, tough solar Pro Trek watch. The reference is PRW-7000-3. There are it's the PRW 7000 range. I think this is about, if not the most advanced or complicated Pro Trek that you can get now. There may be some others that are that are in that range. I also think that there are G-Shocks that have very similar capabilities. So it's a little bit of hyperbole to say it's the mother of all watches. But but I, in contrast to the G-Shock, when you wear this watch, you're clearly not wearing a G-Shock. That's right. Yeah, I it, think it's not. You obviously can't wear this in any environment, but you're not. I, I mean, even as as large as it is, I think it's a watch that you could see on someone's wrist and not notice. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, that's maybe true, if but for the fact that it's like fifty-four millimeters across. Yeah, no, that's pretty big. It's huge. But a but a big dude wearing that thing, it's not. I mean, it's a. Well, in the style of this one, the re, I mean, there's lots of pro treks that all sort of do very similar things. the The reason I picked this one is because it looks the most like a watch, right? It's got yeah. uh, a, a very sort of not sterile bezel, but a very simple bezel. Some of these pro treks have these funky transformer bezels. This this is the opposite of that. Uh, very simple, smooth, round bezel. Uh, simple face. It's also an anti digi. And it's got some interesting stuff going on inside, but everything here is just watch. And I'll tell you, the learning curve on that thing must be insane. I think it is. I, you got to click through be. 25 different functionalities. Let me read through some of the highlights. So it's a resin stainless steel case, carbon fiber, insert resin strap, whatever the fuck that means. Tough solar, sapphire, anadigi display, neo bright. You tell me. Smart access, that is actually where you can use the crown to change functions. Double LED light afterglow. Who knows what some of this shit means? Low temperature down to minus 10 Celsius. Time calibration signals. Digital, it's an ABC watch, so it's got an altimeter, barometer, compass, thermometer, world time. Motherfucking fishing mode. I don't know what it means. I don't care what it means. What I hope I want to watch with fishing mode. What I hope it means is that it sends out frequencies to attract fish to your boat. Right. It, I think that's probably what it does. I think that's what it is. Actually, what I think it does is it gives you sort of like generic... the way Garmin does, like best times of day for light, and because it has all these other functionalities, like it knows the weather, it can probably give you pretty precise. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Shit, I, I bet if you dipped your 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 wrist in the water with that it could tell you the water temperature probably and it would affect the the fishing times moon data tide graph uh stopwatch and it's it's this is a feature regular timekeeping that's the last feature <laughs> not only do we do all that but we'll also let you know that you're five minutes late to pick up your kid from school love it I don't, I, you know, it's 400 bucks. They're not, they're not expensive. 450 here on Creation Watches. Also, Creation Watches, you're a huge website. This looks like it was shot with a, like a, a, a Nokia, the, the Razor. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> this is the worst picture. I don't know. Whatever. Their job's not taking good pictures. Their job is getting us to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And with that list of amenities, I'm interested. So I think, I mean, we're, we're getting sort of long in the tooth here. Um, Anything you need to say about any of these watches? No, it's just a cool technology that I think is really underused, underrepresented. I don't understand why. I wish more companies would do them. Fortunately, Casio has hundreds of options for mm-hmm. under 50 bucks that all use this technology. That's right. I mean, you, you can find a watch that you'll like probably. Probably. You're not going to like all of them. And some of these are a little funny. It's, there's a little, they're a little funky. I mean, most of them are Casio. There's a handful of companies that do it, but it's not... It's not permeated through the watch industry. For some reason, people take more pride in making really exceptional mechanical movements right. rather than talking to satellites. <laughs> <laughs>
We got one correction from our Pilots Watch episode that came in this week. We do. The famous Brad Holmes. So some of you guys will know Brad Holmes or Brad Watch on Instagram. Um, he's a really prolific uh, watch writer, as well as, as far as I can tell, just a super decent dude. He commented on our Watch You Seek thread. If, if you're on Watch You Seek, we, we maintain a thread in the F71 uh, forum for... I say we. I don't think Andrew's ever commented. I read commented. it sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I even have a login. Just sort of a place to, to you know, have an extra conversation with folks. Um, Brad says in there, bullseye, question mark, it's a roundel. So he is referring to our description of the Aviate Hawker Hunter. It's got a, what we referred to on the show as a bullseye on the dial. Um, and, and I think that's fair if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Andrew and I both at least should know what we're talking about. It's called a roundel. It's not called a bullseye. We're stupid. Part of it was making a description for, for to visualize it. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't know what a roundel was. I, I And I should. I knew the term. I wouldn't have put it to that. But but that is actually what, what the term it is. It is. And we should do a better job being terminologically accurate in our descriptions of things. Whatever. I made up a word. Super uh, uh, super helpful comment. comment. And, and, you know, Brad is, is tongue-in-cheek when he makes this correction. But we super appreciate the engagement. We do. We yeah. absolutely do. Write us. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us what you don't like. More than that, though, tell us what you do like about us. Mostly just tell us what you do like about us and then maybe slip in some backhanded compliments. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we've got, we're, we're fragile, you guys. We're delicate. We are delicate. We're delicate. We're not. No. 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 I mean, I am. For, for the rest of my life, I'll be worried that I sound like Kermit. Whatever. <laughs> so, other things. Do we have other things this week? I do. For Christmas, I got a sous vide and I have been using it so much. I thought it was and- sous vide. Oh, yeah, Susie VD. That's right. That's right. My bad. Someone asked us on Watch Seek, like, do you mispronounce stuff on purpose or do you? But the answer is both. Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we But we cover up the not knowing with deliberate deliberate mispronunciation. So you'll you'll never never know. know. Never know. But I got the Susie VD for Christmas and love it. You had Carnitas out of it. Mm -hmm. Carnitas maybe weren't the the best first option out of it. I think they would have been just as good out of the slow cooker. But they turned out. They were delicious great i've been using it a ton and one of our listeners actually mentioned that we should try sous vide cooking and it's something that i've wanted for a long time and i've just never pulled the trigger on it support check it one for christmas and it is so great basically what it is for those of you who aren't familiar it is a cylindrical tool that you place into a vat of water and it has a heating element inside of it uh like a propeller that circulates the water. You set your temperature. You put a you put whatever you want to cook in a vacuum seal bag, and then you drop it in the water. And what this does is it holds that temperature that you set it at consistently. So it's not like you're pan frying something and your window of an undercooked to overcooked steak is approximately six microseconds. This you have a good chunk of time to be able to pull out perfectly cooked meat, throw it in the broiler, hit it with a blowtorch to give it that nice sear. And I'm telling you, it is it is a great tool to have added to my kitchen. Have you I done a ribeye or anything under it yet? Not yet, because my wife and kid don't really like steaks. Holy cow, man. I know, it's weird. If if I weren't living in the house, like if I wasn't a part of that family unit, they would be vegetarians. So my seven-year-old will ask for steak pretty regularly, and she loves a medium-rare ribeye. Mm. She loves it. Because it's amazing. It is amazing, but it's such a weird thing, I think, for a kid to love. Both kids, I'll go buy, they want it. Dad, bring home steak. And they don't want, and they don't want crappy steak either, because we brought home crappy steak, and they're like, this isn't good. This is, what are you doing? I want ribeye. Like, and you know, ribeye's not cheap. No. It's like 20 bucks a pound here to get a, a decent sort of local ribeye. You can get it cheaper at Costco, I think, probably a little bit, not no, a lot. No, Costco, Costco's got expensive meat. 16, 17 bucks, I think, for, yeah. for their stuff. Uh, so, But, you know, Knee Deep is, is a local, Knee Deep um, Farms? Yeah, I think it's Farms. Yeah. It is a local uh, cattle cattle farm around here, and they make m- most of the local beef. It's like 21, 22 bucks, you know. And I'm going to put a pound was... of steak down. Oh yeah, I mean, I we buy usually two steaks, so it will wind up being a forty dollar dinner. You know, geez, man, you can't do that 
all that often. No. So I'm going to try some steaks here soon, but done some pork in it, done some chicken in it. It's great. Everything's come out well. Everything's come out come out great. You just stick it under the broiler when you're done? Or? I got my torch to work inverted. Okay. I think okay. it was just I think it just hadn't <laughs> run for a while when I got tried it. it with the carnitas, but Okay. Yeah. It's it's a great tool. If for those of you who are who have been interested in them or who maybe don't know anything about them, take a look. They they don't quite fill the same functionality in your kitchen as a crock pot so you can justify the additional tool but a really similar functionality yeah you know we've been using the instant pot quite a bit for chicken and we'll throw it in the instant pot cook it real quick and then throw it under the broiler and that it does a sort of a similar a similar type of thing. i want to get an air fryer Ooh, i don't even know what that is i'm gonna get an air fryer we can talk about it after okay. we're, we're running long <laughs> So I've got one other thing, and and I read an article this week, and it was just a really cool article. So I've got this. This is a, a an an article by Lauren Huff or Ho How H O U G H. I think it's probably Huff, and it was on Huff Post. Say what you will about Huff Post, but that's where I found this article. It's called "I Was a Cable Guy, and I Saw the Worst of America," or "I Was a Cable Guy." Period. I saw the worst of America. This is what I call a long form article. I don't know. Andrew loves that term. Probably about 75, 8,000 words, so going to take you a minute. The difference between 75 words and 8,000 words is significant. (laughs) 7,500, 8,000 words, right? So it's probably a 15, 20-minute read for you, but if you you have a big poop or something, it's probably perfect. If I printed it out in, like, pages, I wonder if I could call that a book. You you maybe could. (laughs) That could could be a December book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Pretty fascinating. So... Lauren is a, she describes herself as a tall lesbian uh, who got a job working as cable tech. You you know, a cable guy is what she calls it, but a a cable installation or or a repair technician. And she, the stories she tells, it's it's anecdotal. You you know, the article is written as a sort of exploration of her various visits to homes some of them very interesting. She wound up doing cable work for Dick Cheney. Um, but but really what it's about is sort of sexism in the workplace and just sort of uh, these things that happen in the world. It was fascinating and good and lighthearted and pleasant to read. I really enjoyed it. If you have 20 minutes and you want to check it out, very interesting. She also sell, or she sells, she also talks about winding up going into a russian mobster house cool where she's forced to do a bump of cocaine in order to get access to the splitter she needs to repair so she did it quick (laughs) right right uh probably yeah that's probably right she's probably her most efficient repair uh it was the direction i thought i was gonna go i was expecting that they were basically gonna play my customer service calls to my cable companies as an article form well that is there's some of that in here too so I recommend you read it. I recommend you read it. Send it to and me. And I recommend you read it too. So listeners, we'll, we'll put a uh, a link to the article in the show notes as usual. Check it out. Pretty interesting read. Uh, r- really, really fun actually. I think my the worst person I've ever been is when I'm talking to cable customer service. Yeah, and and you'll and maybe you'll do this differently. I, I'll tell you, I, I was in the restaurant industry for a number of years. Andrew, as was I, yeah. Andrew was in the restaurant industry for a number of years. Both of us did customer service in different worlds. Yep, that's right. You still do. I still do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all do. Everyone is. And, and and I'll tell you, there's some people that are bad customers. Oh yeah. There are some people that are bad customers, and and I I'd wager that of the vast majority of those people either don't know it or aren't mindful of the impact that has. As as a as a yeah. as a waiter or as a bartender, having a customer that's just mean, I think that's the best word, can really ruin your day. And so I love reading customer service articles, right? This is, and some of them are 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 not good, right? I read some of these BuzzFeed, you know, ten things every bartender hates or whatever. It's like fuck you, uh, you this is your job, yeah, and, and just do it, but. But order a complex cocktail if that's what you want. That's their job. That stems from this customer that just sucks. They're mean. They don't care about you as a human being. And you don't have to care about me as a human being, but don't treat me less than a human being. That's right. That's right. You know, when I was uh, my first year as a as an attorney, I was I had started my own firm, and I was we, we were struggling for money. We had a new baby, 
And so I was waiting tables and bartending at night. Uh, so I'd go to work at 8, 30, 9 o'clock or whatever, you know, whenever my first appointment was. I'd work until 4, 35 o'clock in my, in my office, change clothes, throw my apron in my back pocket and drive to the bar and work till 1130. And, and I loved it. I'm not complaining about it. But there were, there were times where people, you know, I, I could just feel like the difference in respect from my day job to my night job. And it was like, I'm, I'm just the same exact guy. Everybody, yeah. everybody that you buy a beer from is just a just guy a or a gal who's trying to make money to feed their daughter. I worked, I worked like in a restaurant things. that uh, a couple, like a handful of the bartenders were doing it just because they liked the social interaction because they were professors at the university. Uh, a couple of them were like local theater actors like a really eclectic group of people. And I, one of the, like a memory that I'll always have about working there is on Sundays, this woman and her husband would always come in and she was the most difficult customer I have ever encountered. Every week, her food allergies changed every week. Her tastes changed. Mm -hmm. You could, you could bring her exactly the same thing as the week before. Nope. I don't like it. It's, it's not right. And there was, we, we would, we would basically roll a dice for who got the section because she had her table. She had to sit at her table, even though it wasn't a reservation. She came in every Sunday for brunch and it had to be right there. And we would roll a dice for who had that section. Well, and you know, maybe there's some spectrum disorder stuff going on there. Maybe, you, you know, she was, and she also tipped poorly and she was an asshole to you the whole time. Like she, it sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. So I, I got on down that rabbit hole just cause this is a good customer service article. You, you, I'm intrigued reading it. You'll learn how to be a better customer. And I'll tell you, Better customers get better service. Yeah. The, the the customers I like got free shit, and I was nice to them. And, I mean, I was nice to everybody, I think, or, you know, mostly everybody. Because um, your bartender or waiter can give you so much free stuff. Right. Be nice to your bartender or waiter, and don't be creepy nice. Just be nice nice. Yeah. Make dad jokes and shit. You know, uh, and, and make them feel good, because that's the way to get the best. That's the way to get the best service. So, are we done, dude? Yeah. We should be done. We should be done. We're over time. We're sorry. Hey, thanks for joining us once again, because you guys don't have to be here. We really appreciate you sticking around. We always want to keep this like at an hour. And we've we, never done it. Never. I've never been on, under an hour. And sometimes I'm like, oh, we're going to get it. And then we're at an hour and 15. <laughs> here we are again. So, uh, we, again, we love to hear your feedback. Keep writing in. You got comments about what we messed up about solar watches or solar watches, atomic watches. If we screwed this up, please let us know. Also, if you say you really missed the ball by missing this very cool, affordable watch, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll holler you out. Is that all? That's it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Our music today is Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.